Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. And welcome to the show, everybody. We, my name is Kevin McDonald. I should tell you that first because we've got we've got an incredible show for you today. It's going to be a lot of fun. The first person I'd like to introduce is somebody who's been on the show before. She's kind of like a co-host kind of person that I like to to uh, work with, and she's got a, a marvelous smile, a wonderful disposition. Her name is Lisa Fairman. Lisa, how are you? Good. How are you, Kevin? Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, you're so welcome. I had to have somebody with me to hold my hand. <laughs> because we're going to Coriel's over there shaking her head. It's like, I, you know, I love Zoom because we can all see each other yes. and we can all get the reactions from each other. But, but uh, Coriel Kramer's with us today and uh, we're doing number four of our uh, series on uh, um, um, erotic pat or Coriel, tell me, erotic passion, right? Blueprints. Down. Blueprints. Well, that's, dang it. I, I was so busy talking to you guys. Erotic blueprints, and this is number four of five. We've got, gone through, let's see, we've gone through energetic. We've mm -hmm. gone through sensual. We've gone through sexual. Now, today, we're going through kink which is something that you're going to have to explain to me and maybe uh, Lisa as well, what, what that means. What, what are we talking about here? So the kinky, the kinky is anything that you believe that you believe it's individual. The kinky is a very, very individual kind of blueprint. So it's whatever you believe is outside of what you deem is normal or traditional sexual practice or not even sexual practice, just practice and living life in general. So the kinky, because of that, think of kinky as like, um, think of it like a big, huge house, okay? The kinky is what you are. But inside this house of kinky, inside this house of kink, there are different rooms. It's like a, the Playboy Mansion of erotic blueprints. So there are a lot of different rooms and inside of those rooms are different ways of being kinky. So, so we'll go so, more into that. Yeah, so, so when we're talking about kinky, we're not talking, well, it can, then it can be almost anything. Um, for an individual, it can be something other than even even just just having sex can be considered kinky for somebody. Then, if that's if that's what they're thinking is really outside the box. If it's taboo or naughty to you, that's what that's what makes it kink. I love naughty. Is if it's something that feels taboo or naughty, then it is by technical terms, which is anything outside of normal practice, that's kink. So if 
wearing a tie makes you feel like you're, ooh, this is, this is outside the norm. And ooh, that's a little exciting. And ooh, I like that. That's kink. That you're kinky. That if that gives you pleasure, you're kinky. If um, the, in the same tone, if uh, you like rubbing oil on your body and that feels good to you, and the, but it feels like it's a little naughty and a little bit, and you like it because it's a little naughty, then that's kink. You're kinky. It can so, be any kind of extreme. So like for, for a guy, if you're used to wearing boxers and you sneak a pair of bikini briefs on, that could be kinky. If it makes you feel like you're doing something that's outside the norm and that gives you pleasure. Gotcha. Gotcha. So then I would say, and first off, really and truly, if you want to know more about kinky and you want to know more about kink, you should definitely listen to your podcast that you did with Orpheus Black because he is a master of kink. He is a dominant dom that has been doing this for 40 years plus years. And he's a unbelievably beautiful, generous person. And he's also just so knowledgeable and so open to sharing. But that show will really let you know what kink is and what kink is. Thank you. Lisa, do you have a question? Um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, when we were talking about the erotic blueprint and it's, I think it's really, it's been really fascinating for me because uh, it's definitely kind of taken over. I mean, you hear about it now all the time. Um, you know, when you had Jaya on the show um, and she went through and kind of explained them. Um, and then um, it was really interesting to me because she was on your show. And then that next week she was on Gwyneth Paltrow's, uh, the Goop podcast, Elise Lunin interviewed her. And uh, so it, I was like, wow, look at Kevin setting the trends. I love it with my independence report. But um, yeah, so I would just say go back to and listen to Jaya and listen to the previous ones too with Coriel um, to kind of help explain even deeper into, you know, each of the the areas. But um, it's interesting because some of us don't have a lot of kink on the test, uh, <laughs> like myself with zero. Um, and so I think it's, it's interesting to kind of learn from it. And, you know, you don't know, maybe your partner has some kink in them and has been kind of scared to bring that out. And that's really um, what kinky can do is my, I mean, I, I'm very open about it. Uh, now I'm very open about it. And I have uh, posts about my experience with kink and being kinky uh, on my website, but that's what the shadow side of kink can bring is the shame there is deep, deep sexual shame about liking what you like because you feel like you have to be normal and you don't know, you, you feel like you're abnormal. But my normal is, you know, different, but everybody's normal is different. Everybody's amount of kink is different to a different percentage but i deem you if you found something that if you really think about it and you find and you look into your life and i invite everybody who's listening and watching this to do the same thing look into your life and your daily practices and look at the the actions you do that are maybe outside of normal practice 
but that make you feel a little naughty, gives you a little thrill because you do, you're going against society and makes you feel like it's a little taboo. And that you'll see that you got more kink in your life than you, than you, than you think. And the problem is, is that we're so, oh, I got a fly in front of me. So the problem is, is that kinky fly, kinky fly. So um, the problem is, is that we deem kink as just BDSM. Right. So if it's not a flogger, if it's not a paddle, if it's not a hand, if it's not a rope, then it's not kinky. That, then that's that. And it's not what I'm trying to say is it is. I mean, you can take something, for example, okay, this is my cat's toy. He loves this toy. It's a streamer toy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Loves it. Loves it. Addicted to it like crazy. Now, if you take a cat toy, that is normally used to play with your cat and you take that toy and you wrap it around your arm and let it flow on your arm and that feels good but it also feels like ooh, i'm doing something that if i told somebody i rub my cat's toy on my arm they would think i was dirty Ooh, wait a minute. I like that. That's kinky. That's kinky. It doesn't, it can be, a, it's so many degrees of kink that it's incredible. It's like a giant house with many, many rooms. How do you bring it out so that you get rid of the shame? <sighs> get coached by an erotic blueprint coach. <laughs> Call <laughs> you know, yeah, that's the, that's what I do. I free people. People, somebody asked me once what I do. And I say, I free people. I free you from sexual shame. I free you from doubt. I free you from questioning who you are and what you like. I free you from uh, constantly, you know, second guessing yourself. I free you so that you can be happy. And that's what any erotic blueprint coach is going to do for you. But what I like to do is I like to really, I am kinky. I have embraced my kink. I have come from a pit of sexual shame. I was, I can't even describe to you how lonely I was. I was, that's what the kinky, when you're in the shadow side does. It makes you, at first it thrills you. At first when I found out I was kinky, and I found out through reading, like, you know, Amazon, it was really all um, Alexa's fault because I was reading books. And then she said, well, you might be interested in this. And I said, The Masters of Shadowlands by Chelsea Sinclair. What? And I read it and was like, and they said BDSM. And I'm like, BDSM? What do you think I am, Alexa? But I started reading those books and I love those books. Those, I think she's a really, really brilliant authoress uh, or author, I should say. But, um, when I, but when I found out in the beginning, it was like, oh my God, I'm kinky. That's what I've been missing. Oh, and it was like, I was breathing again. It was like, that's what I need. That's what I've been wanting. That's what I've been, that's what I've been trying to tell all my partners since I was able to have sex or started having sex. This is it. 
it gave me a vocabulary. It gave me uh, it gave me a room to play in. But then what happened was was that I started feeling more and 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 more shame. Um, how am I going to express? I'm a very I'm a very um, I, I you know I was a, I'm a psychic. I'm an animal communicator. I'm a healer. I work with a lot of people, and I was terrified that my professional career was over. If people found this out, nobody would respect me. People would shun me. I would be spat on and hated, and 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 um, I was so lonely. And I started hating myself. And um, I had come through a lot of self-help. I've come through like over 20 years of being in AA, um, a lot of self-reflection, and I started hating myself again. And um, what the erotic blueprints did was it gave me the ability to say, I am this way, I embrace this way, and how can I live this way and be free this way? So. That's a powerful story. That is really powerful. So, Lisa, anything? Um, gosh, you know, I've just kind of taken up with that. Yeah, I think... Um, well, captivating is both. Yes. I mean, I think uh, 1.2 with Kinky is like, consent, right? It's really important. Absolutely. That, um, and, yeah, because, you know, I, that that definitely comes up. And so especially people who are dealing with some trauma in their past and things like that. And so I think probably the more you can kind of vocalize and use your words and kind of explain and, and make sure that that your partner is, is on board. I think it's really important. Yeah. So when, so really to basically to boil it down, when you are kinky, you are um, having an expression of your own excitement and raising your excitement to a level that you may not have experienced before. Is that kind of what that is all about? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly that. It also allows you, and I want us to just go back for one second. It also allows you to be, to heal, to heal okay. in a very, very strong, powerful way. Okay. And the reason being is that, because it can be so intense, and I'm not talking about BDSM, but the whole thing, the whole package, because the, the feeling that it, it brings up can bring up so much emotion. It can be extremely healing, but the transformations can be huge and in very short amounts of time. When, like when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I started, and I started, and I read about that, about the the BDSM club in the Masters of the Shadowland series. I was like, that's that. It, it was like instantaneous. It was like I walked into that place in my mind, and I was healed. I was able to understand on that second level what I needed. It, it's it's almost primal. It it gets the. I think, to, and this is my opinion, I believe that the kinky blueprint is even more than the shapeshifter is. And we'll go into the shapeshifter more next week, 
but the shapeshifter is about wanting everything and wanting more. The kinky is, the realms of kink is so huge. You can explore it forever, okay? From now until the day you die, okay? If you die like 600 years and you'll still never even touch, okay? The, you'll get to the pinnacle. You're still at the close to the bottom or the middle of the mountain because it's that huge. And because it's got so many avenues, there's so many ways to heal. There's so many ways to transform yourself. And there's so many ways to just please yourself and be happy and, and, and please your partner and learn how to please your partner. And it's, it's really incredible. But I want to go back to what Lisa said. Kinky any sexual practice okay is always about consent especially though with kink especially if you get into the sensation play which is you know things like wax play and 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 bdsm and and things like that there you need to feel safe as you explore that's what the kinky loves to do we love we're the we're kind of like the um the explorers of the erotic blueprints we'll try anything We'll go anything. We're like the MacGyvers. You know, I've seen uh, a kink master take two chopsticks and two, uh, and, and two rubber bands and make nipple clamps out of them. All right. That's the, I mean, just MacGyver stuff, but it's, it's, it was, so, <laughs> I thought that was, I thought that was so cool. So, um, and that was actually Orpheus, by the way. So um, I took a class with him. Now, Coriel, I, I, there is somebody out there, I know it's hard to believe from where you sit, but there's somebody out there that is saying BDS, what, 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 when you say that, what, what is it that you're talking about? Okay, so BDSM is what everyone pretty much thinks of when you think of kink. And that's the thing that was in Fifty Shades of Grey, so it's bondage, dominance, submission, and master. And so there's a lot of different realms within that, within BDSM. And there's, kink has things like fetishes, which is the act of, 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 of wanting to do something where something, like I have a purse fetish. I love, I love purses. I love purses. I love shoes. I call it a fetish. It's when you're obsessed or something over an object. And then the kink is taking that fetish and doing the act with whatever it is, whether it's buying purses or whether it's sucking toes or whether it's sucking on fingers or whether it's, you know, a mouth fetish where you, you know, you love to eat and you love to yummy food. It can be anything. So BDSM is one of the rooms in the house of kink. So there's different kinds of, of um, uh, there's different kinds of, of uh, BDSM. There's, there's things like, you know, the sensation play, which is what I was talking about before. So like what I was saying with the cat toy, that's sensation play. If you run something on your, or put something on your body, that's sensation play, and it feels good to you, or you like that, that's sensation play. When the psychological is more like um, when you're the dominant or you're the submissive, when you're the master or you're the slave, 
Um, and slave, I got to say, does not mean the slave that we think, all right? The, we, when we think the word slave, we think of, you know, people coming from Africa, being brought in chains, being, you know, abused and, and denigrated and all this kind of stuff. It's not about that. It's about giving over. The term is about giving over your power to a certain extent, giving over your power in trust to another person. Now, is that, is that why there are, it's, and we talked about this before and, and in preparation for this, is that that's why sometimes very, very powerful people like to be dominated in their personal life because, and why is that because they're used to having all the power and it's a turn on to not have any power because that's something that's completely different from their normal world? Yes. It's like, think of it like going on vacation. Oh. So <laughs> when you're busy- Tie me up, let's go on vacation. You can tie me up and beat me for fun. <laughs> Maybe it's just lying down and just running feathers over your body. Giving somebody that power to do that over you. So think of it like a vacation. So you're busy working all day and you're in a, a position of power. Okay. You've got a lot of people under you. You've got your own business and a lot of people depend on you. You've got your kids, you've got your family, everybody's dependent on you and you're running around all the time. But if you're able to, your vacation idea is to rest, relax, recuperate and restore. And if you're able to, you, it's, it's just like vacation. When you're on vacation, you give that power of doing your work, you put that on hold. And it's the same way here. When you're, you give your power over to somebody, you don't give it over to somebody else. I got to say that you, you, you put it on hold and allow somebody else's power and somebody else's, um, uh, somebody else to drive the bus because you're tired of driving the bus. You've been driving for 15 hours and you want to lay the hell down and you just want to, you want to turn yourself out. You want to tune out by tuning in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, Lisa, have you any question you'd like to ask? I saw you writing down there and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, well, so, so one thing I, I do worry a little bit about, to be perfectly honest with this, it might be because I don't understand it, but I'm learning a lot more about kink with this. Um, uh, you know, so I wonder if sometimes, you know, with, with young people, um, I don't know, it's just a delicate balance with people who are not 18 yet. And, and, you know, um, I see so many, and a part of it's because of my business with um, helping to encourage goal-driven and active girls. And I just worry that, you know, maybe some of the, the porn industry plays a part in this a little bit and maybe is pushing people to this who aren't quite ready for it. Um, but that, you know, so it's just a lot of complexities and making sure like people are ready to take some of this on. Um, and, you know, I think it's always okay to change your mind too, I'd say too. So if somebody tries it and wants it that day, but then the next day they don't, that's okay. And then if they want that again in a month, fine. But, you know, like just making sure that, yeah, I just worry a little bit about that just with young people and making sure that they, especially girls, that they're 
not like losing their sense of sexuality and what's important, what they're ready to do um, before they're ready to do it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with, with you more. And that's where consent comes in. Yeah. It's a consent container that you make, that you make with your partner. And if you, a person is not old enough to truly give consent, if there's any question whatsoever, then you don't do it with that being, whether that's an animal or whether that's a kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. deviancy. That's yes. not what we're talking about. We're talking about consensual adults who are able to understand, clarify, express, relay what is needed, what they need, and the other person is what is is what they what everybody needs. It's a it's what I do is I would work out with people, especially if I was working with a couple, I have a checklist of things that are yays or and possible maybes and possible no's. It's mm -hmm. a checklist that we go through yeah. so that you know right off the bat, doesn't mean it can't change, but it's always changed with consent. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Agreement. It yeah. has to be because that's the, where you get in trouble is when there's no consent and, and people are like unclear about what their, what their roles are and what they're expected of them. And, and that's where it feels unsafe and it feels unclear and it feels not naughty. It feels dangerous and not mm -hmm. dangerous in a good way. Dangerous, yeah. like this is not fun. Mm -hmm. So consent is my foundation for what I work with when yeah. I work with somebody. And, you know, that, and then I have people agree if they're partners, I'm looking at, you know, a couple or couples, if there's multiple partners, um, I always make sure everybody is, is understanding what I do, my role, okay, as a coach and also as a, a leader for them in their sexual journey, you know, what, what is expected of me and what I expect of them. And then each one relays what they expect of me and what I, they expect of themselves as well, what they're willing to give as well. And then we work around this container to make it so that it's super tight, super solid, and that's, that's how you do when you're able to play safely. But it has nothing to do with um, a person who can't give consent, fully understand, fully understand what they're getting into. So a 16-year-old can't really fully understand. That's how I feel too. Yeah. It, it, they, they need to be, you know, a teenager that's under the age of, let's say, I don't know, like 19, can't really fully understand. I want to say consensual adults. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody, I think you can play in the realm of, of kink. Again, like I said, you know, there's a lot of people that wear things like this. These, I don't know if you can see this. So these are my ears. Yeah. I, I have my ears. These are furry things. Okay, you see kids wearing them all the time. So, but I love these things. Why? Because they make me feel like I'm doing something that's a little weird and a little freaky, but a little freaky in a good way. I love my ears. That's where you can play with kink. You don't have to get into the sex part of it. 
You can play around with it. There are people that like to wear furry costumes. And there's, there's, that's a fetish, a furry fetish. You know, there are people that like to, you know, work. If you think taking a crystal and putting it on your body anywhere like that is a little kinky and woo, my God, that's a little weird. That's kinky. You can play with it. You don't have to explore. You can explore. What I love that you're doing is you're, you're really teaching people how to communicate with each other. Right. And so I think that's a lot of problems with sexuality in general is that we don't know well we may not even know what we want ourselves but we don't know how to communicate and so you know it then um you know especially couples have been together a long time i think that maybe that draws people to have affairs because they feel like they're not getting that connection with their their partner um and so yeah so just that communication and just you know being able to to really um be truly present and intimate with somebody um, is key. Absolutely. Communication, communication, communication. Now, speaking of, speaking of, just, no, that's all right. I just wanted to make it clear that, okay, say, say that the two of you have communicated and you, and you have an idea of what you think that you're going to go do. um, And then you get into it. And one of you says, stop, stop in that case means stop right? It not necessarily. So what you need to do is you need one of the things you should work out. Okay. With anything, not just with, with kink, with, with anything is safe words. A safe word is a word that you would use that you wouldn't normally use like uh, lollipop. I don't say lollipop a lot. Okay. And there's different degrees. There's, there's usually it's the stop, it's the lights. So it's red, okay, so it's green for go, yellow for, hang on a second, slow down. And when somebody is, so if you use the word yellow and you that person uses the word yellow, it means that whatever you're doing is overwhelming them a little bit. They might be getting triggered. So you need to stop and check in with them. But also, and then you have red, and red is stop. Red means everything drops. Everything stops automatically. The person is, if they're tied up, they, they, they get untied, everything stops. So what it is is that you, you have, though, what does, green, what does green mean? What does green mean for you? Green means go. But what does yellow mean? Yellow can have a lot of degrees to it. So... Again, what I would ask with consent is, what does yellow mean to you? Well, okay, so if somebody asked me, I would say, well, yellow means what do you want me to do? When you say yellow, what do you want me to do? Okay, I want you to stop whatever you're doing, check in with me, ask me questions. You could be as general or as vague as you want to be. You know, I would say, ask me these questions. I would know some questions that I want to know. How are you doing? What's coming up for you? How, what, what are you thinking? What's going through your mind right now? I want to be able to, to know so that I can feel comfortable. And then if, they, if I feel like I'm talked down off the ledge, then I can continue. We can continue. And, but red is done. It's done. Because one person what you might what what's so super important especially when you want to play safely 
is something that is a hell no at the beginning of the consent container could very well turn into a yes while they're playing, but we're staying with the hell no for right now because I don't want you, I want to make sure mentally you're lined up and you understand what this means. Meaning you, somebody will start with saying, well, I don't want to be, I don't want a uh, rope. I don't want to be, I don't want my ankles tied up. Okay. That's a hell no, no problem. But as they get deeper and deeper and deeper into the sensation, the, the psychological, the, the, their minds start, they go into what is called subspace if you're the submissive. And there's also dom space if you're the dom. But the subspace is basically when you start going deeper and deeper and deeper into yourself. And you're, at the same time, you're letting go. So um, what happens is, is that the, the, um, you can start to be, wait a minute, maybe I do want my ankles tied now, but you've already agreed to the hell no. Mm -hmm. So we'll explore that later on. Gotcha. It's really about being, making sure everybody's comfortable, everybody's safe, everybody's secure. Now, are there times when the you can agree to something and but it brings something up for you that you might not even have remembered from like I don't know your childhood or or a, another time and it it brings up a lot of emotion for you is then that happens in this I would imagine oh yeah absolutely that it's very very emotional it's very very deep work. I mean, this is why I love kink so much. It's so emotionally healing, but it could also be triggering. So, you know, it's, again, you know, it's really, really important to check in. That's when it's like having safe words to, and degrees of safe words. You could use the green, the yellow, and the red. Absolutely. Those are the most well-known. You can use like lollipop and say lollipop means yellow you got to stop you got to you got to check in with me i need time to adjust i'm getting overwhelmed it can be extremely overwhelming but that's what some of the the kink is supposed to do it's supposed to, when you're when you're getting overwhelmed your nervous system is kind of regulating and and getting all cattywampus is what i'm going to call it that's a technical term that's a technical <laughs> term. You can use that. Um, but it gets all cattywampus. It starts going all over the place. And then, but that's because your breathing is getting, you're getting aroused, but you're, you're also getting the sensation. You're also might be getting the, the, uh, uh, the, the mental stimulation. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So what happens is, is that uh, you're not thinking straight, but then what happens is if it's done right, you you start to drop in into the subspace, into the place of peace is what I call it. And, and uh, the emotions are there. You're just floating. People describe it kind of like just floating, just being in the zone and just floating. Um, mm. But, no, but that's, that's, why, that's why afterwards things like self-care is very, you know, caring for that person is very, very important. They went very deep inside themselves. And they've been, for want of a better way of saying it, reborn. They've been transformed.
by this experience. So taking care of that person, making sure that they have water, making sure that they may, because they also they're, they might be in a little bit of, of shock. So, and not in a bad way, but it's just when your body starts shutting down like that, you go into shock. So, you know, having blankets and um, uh, making sure they got water, making sure they're being held if they want to be held. Um, and taking care of that person so that you're not just leaving them and saying, well, I'm done. See you later. I'm out. You know, outers. You know, it's not like that. You, you, it, this is the whole experience from beginning to end. It's all an experience. It's all this massive, beautiful experience. Now, I already know the answer to this, but uh, it, it sounds very complicated. Who do you know that you could go to who could explain all of this and work you through all of this? Do you know anybody in particular? Me personally? That's who I'm talking about. <laughs> I was setting you up. That was a softball that you could just knock out of the park. And <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was thinking if I, I mean, for me personally, I would go to Orpheus. If I feel safe with him, I know him, I respect him. More importantly, I respect him. I get a sense for who he is as a person, whoever you go to. Make sure it's somebody you know, you, you, you get to know, you respect as a human being, because that means if you respect them as a human being, you'll most likely respect them as a kink professional. Um, and then, you know, if it wasn't, if it was anybody else, I would tell them to come to me. Well, the question, I guess the deeper part of that question is, okay, okay, okay. We're, we're a couple. And we're sitting on the couch one day going, oh, we're in a rut. Same time? You're both going, ah, oh, at the same time? You're sitting on the couch and you're going, oh, man, we're in a rut. Uh, we have the same... We have the same um, uh, three moves or five moves every time. It's it's like I uh, just uh, so we need we need to spice it up somehow. How do does a couple? How do they find someone? I I understand finding you going to New Mexico and finding you is important, but how how does a couple break out of that? Um, I redo the same shit every time, and I'm tired of it. And and then da, da, da. how do you how do you um how do you help people find somebody? Do you help somebody find somebody? Well, first I would say absolutely find somebody professional, and get to know that person, interview that person, talk to that person, see if there's any way that you can um get a real sense for who we are. That's because, um, that's, that is because well, uh, I do possibility calls. Um, but somebody has got to fill out uh, a form on my website because, and it's, it, you got to answer some questions because I need to know who you are too, because I'm not putting myself in danger. Right. So I want to make sure I get a sense for who you are and that you mean business. Not that you're just like, oh, I want to slap my girlfriend on the ass. <laughs> that's not, that's not and she don't want it, but she says, okay. And it's, that's not who I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who are serious about wanting to change their, and help and in, enhance and cultivate. That's why I call myself a passion cultivator. Cultivator of passion. 
I want somebody who wants, who's looking to cultivate their sexuality, their passion in their, their life, their relationships with their animals. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what I'm doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But you, you need to make sure that whoever you find is you feel safe with them. And again, get references. If they, what's your references? Who have you worked with? Who do, who knows you and how you work? You know, and let, can I talk to them? And if they hesitate, they're not for you. That's your, that's a red flag right there. But because you're dealing with sexuality, you want to make sure that it's not somebody that you find on Craigslist. You, you get, it's, it, and you might have to pay, you know, I mean, I'm not cheap and neither is Orpheus, but they're, uh, but you're paying to be able to explore your sexuality and your wants and your desires safely. And um, yeah, I mean, that's what I would, I would suggest. You're not gonna, you get what you pay for in this business, but you also have to make sure super, that you're super safe because there are people out there that are or have there are there were people out there some of them are you know kick the bucket thank god that you shouldn't even think about talking to and but you this is an interview just like when i did psychic readings and i still do psychic readings but it's different um I, you know i told people you have to that person has to feel right in your gut Okay, immediately it's got to be a hell yes, because if it isn't, you know, then that's usually a red, red flag. When the minute I saw Orpheus Black on a video that Jaya's husband Ian did before Pat to Passion, which is the event that's coming up in, in October, which I can also tell you about, but um, that is a huge event, and I saw him... I saw his video and I can't remember how I got to it. I think they were sending out uh, emails and they said, look at the video with Ian and, and Orpheus Black. And the minute I saw that picture of that, that video, I, I clicked on it and I, I watched all of those videos. I was fascinated by this man, fascinated. There was something about him. I felt safe. I felt he was honest. I felt he was authentic. I felt he was just this, and you know, I don't want to put him on a pedestal. I, I just felt it just felt important to have somebody out there because it is scary. It is like, where do I go from here? What do I do now? How do I do this? Do I have to go to a kink club? And there's kink clubs that I've been to that have been like, Ooh, let me get the hell out of here. You know, the minute I got in, I, I was like, I, I'm out. I don't care how much money I paid. I'm out. I'm done. I can't do this. And there have been some clubs that I'm like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. But, you know, I didn't know in the beginning, where do you go? Where, where do you go? Do you, who, how do you Google this? You know, how do you Google? I want to find a king professional, you know, oh. and then you're afraid to open again, you're in shame. So, and you're not sure. So you're, un you're afraid, but always make sure that person feels right to you, interview them, get references, make yourself, your safety, the most important thing, because 
I will guarantee you if they are good at what they do, and I am good at what I do, I am going to make sure that I feel safe with you. Because if I don't, I'm not hire You're not, I don't want you to hire me. And I'm certainly not taking you on as a client. Absolutely. Well, a, a couple of things. First of all, there are kink clubs. Oh yeah. I had no earthly idea. Oh yeah. There's, there's fetish clubs. There's kink clubs. There's, um, there's, you know, BDSM clubs. There's, now, where do you find that in the yellow pages? I'm just kidding. Uh, they yeah, wouldn't be, no. You know to... something? This is where it's really important. Look on some of the, maybe um, a really easy way to do it is to maybe find some of the really good BDSM Facebook groups um, and look at Facebook that. Too. Yeah, there are Facebook groups. <laughs> it's locked. Okay. I, I, I'm... It's locked and you have to apply to them. I'm but... a year-old sheltered person i'm afraid but that's you know. um but facebook might be a good way to start because you want to build a community that's what i was missing i was missing a community when i was when i first took the the erotic blueprint quiz i was missing community i was on this by myself and i felt like i couldn't talk about it to anybody if i had known that there were bdsm or kink i should say kinky Facebook groups, I would have probably joined because it's a safe thing. You can ask people questions and also you get a sense for each group and the energy of each group and you can leave it if you need to. If one doesn't, you know, leave it, you know? Um, just like there's any other groups on Facebook, for, you know, crystal groups, dog groups, you know, cat groups, you know, there's kink groups. Wow. Lisa, you've been awfully quiet. Anything you like? Scared of. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. So I, no, I think uh, it's really fascinating. So, well, for people who are listening and are like, I don't even know what I want. Because I'm sure you get people like that. They're like, I don't even know. I'm just like busy and I, I haven't had, I haven't really thought about it. And, have, you know, people who, and maybe even a lot of women who just kind of gone along with what their partner wanted and hadn't really taken the time to figure out, okay, what do I want? What's important to me? So probably a good step for people is if they reach out to you, Coriel, right? And you do the erotic blueprint with them um, and you can help them along the way. And then I'm sure you could help refer them to groups that would be of interest to them probably too. Absolutely. And yeah. the reason that I turned off my thing is because I'm going to be showing you some stuff and the background was messing up. So I want to make sure everybody sees it. Yes. Yeah. Contacting me through my website, really su super easy. It's my name, first name, mm -hmm. last name. So C-O-R-Y-E-L-L-E-K-R-A-M-E-R.com. Um, and contacting me through the, uh, the contact page on my website answering the questions. I also work with animals. I'm doing, uh, we're doing a show on the, the erotic blueprints uh, for animals, which is the animal prints. Um, animals, for the animals, it's more of their personality. It's got nothing to do with sexuality with animals. It's got to yeah. do with personality. So what I wanted to say is this, where do you start? Okay, so let's play a game. Let's just play a game, okay? Really simple, super simple, okay? So a game would be maybe taking something where you can actually, if you want to use your arm and just like do light scratches on your arm, okay? 
Um, so taking something, or let's see what we want first, sensation or psychological. So if you take something simple, like a wooden spoon, okay? Take something, this is real super simple, okay? Take the wooden spoon, and then maybe if you wanted to, give yourself some little pats. Doesn't have to be anywhere sexual, just give yourself a little pat. Hmm, that kind of feels good, I like that. And then go maybe a little harder. Okay, well that's bringing up different sensations. The wooden spoon is safe. Everybody's got a wooden spoon at home. Then try it with different places in your body. So I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna tap on my thigh. Okay, ooh, on my thigh. I like that. That's, that's interesting. That's, I'm not gonna say no to that. I'm not gonna say, but I like it a little bit. In between that, I don't need that. That's very, very hard. I don't like that. I like in between though. So take your hand, your nails, and just run them up your arm. Just see what that sensation is like. Ooh. Okay, that's not bad. Different places means different things. So if you guys do that, how does that feel to you? Take your, take, scratch your, just scratch yourself. Just notice on your arm. How does that feel? Kevin, Lisa, don't leave me hanging. Somebody scratch. <laughs> Well, I, I, like, I, like, I like scratches. Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah. No, go ahead, Kevin. Well, I was just going to say, a light, a light uh, uh, scratch always feels good. Right. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Kinky. Okay. So, <laughs> so okay. That's, that's, then that's, you like sensation now. Okay. Let's take something else. All right. Let's take um, something um well, actually, no, let's not, let's not do that. So I'm going to go into the psychological. There's two kinds of, of um, when you're thinking of BDSM, there are two kinds of kink. There's psychological, and then there's, sen there's uh, sensation. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. So we just did sensation, and both of you seem to like that. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go into a little bit of psychological, okay? So, Kevin. What? I want you to blow me a kiss. Oh, that's easy. Thank you. Now, Kevin... I want you to tell me that I'm a good girl. Coriel, you're a good girl. Okay. Kevin, I want you to know, I think you're a dirty boy. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> know that I was dirty. <laughs> They're also red. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got me. Yes, you did. Um, so one last thing. Kevin, I want you to get down on your knees and beg me to kiss you. Don't do it. We're okay. I can't get on. But, that. Right. So 
my question to you is, okay, and I would go more into this, of course, but my question to you is, was there anything in the things that I said that felt nice to you or you liked? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that was a really interesting little little test there because it was like, see, people don't talk to me that way. Nobody talks to anybody that way yeah, yeah. on a daily basis. But wouldn't it be nice if they did? Oh, Kevin, you're a dirty boy. Now get on the bus. <laughs> it, ex exa exactly. And, and yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I get it. That, that, that's really quite good. So what, what, and I'm going to, I'm going to mine this a little bit more. So is there anything you in particular, which one or which one in particular you responded to more? <laughs> I'm not going to say no. Um, um, wait, you know, I probably, when you said you're a dirty boy, mm -hmm. because what that brought up for me was you're a dirty girl who knows what a dirty boy is. And so therefore that opens up a whole panacea of different things that you could actually talk to this person about. You like that, huh? <laughs> I knew you liked that. So everyone out there, Kevin is single. So feel free to. Facebook. Just, never mind. So what that tells me is, and again, this doesn't define you, okay? It, and it, you can certainly play with it, okay? And it's no, in no way, because I know the word that I'm going to use, especially for the people who align with the male bodies, okay? And being in a male body or not, you know, align with being male, okay? And that could be... You know, transgender doesn't have to, you don't have to have a, we're not talking genitals, okay? It's not about genitals, but if you align with the male body as your body, have trouble, especially the heteros, which is what I am, um, the heteros um, have a hard time with this word, especially when it comes to the hetero males. So what that showed me is that you are right now for the moment more geared towards the dominant being the submissive in a dominant relationship because a dominant would not like to be told what to do what you did was you kind of lined up with i like being told what to do because that means that I'm a dirty girl. I know I'm a dirty girl, but I'm in a position of telling you what you need to do. Does that make sense? Actually, actually, <laughs> it makes it makes absolutely perfect sense because, especially in uh, personal relationships and in the bedroom, uh, because I'm the male, I've always been, and I'm I'm a fairly dominant type of individual, but I've always been in charge, and it's it is really nice. It, well, let me put it another way. It would have been really nice if somebody else were in charge for a change. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm very receptive to that 
because you know you get tired of being the one that's like, do you want to? No. Do you want to? No. Do you want to? Okay. Well, then, and then you do this. It, it's you, to be in charge of that and not anyway. But that's what I mean. Uh, who? Who? I mean, the thought of being. This is why you know romance novels are so you know like well read. You know, I mean the 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 wench who's ravaged. You know, and and that's another form of kink is role play. You know, you can, yeah, I'm the postman and you're the housewife and that's kinky. That's kinky because it's like, oh, you know, so role play is again, another room in the mansion and the house of kink. And, um, you know, if you, if you like that, that's your, that's your thing. But that's what that shows me is, is that you wanted to for a little while and it does not mean if your submissive tendencies does not mean you're not a dominant person in other places of your life right right i would i would like to suggest if anybody who's listening to this if you're a if if you're a wife or something and the kids are oh, oh, staying do do a lap dance for your husband and see what happens it's depending Okay, now here we go. All right. Now now we're playing with the different the the different forms of of um of kink and the, or the different forms of the blueprints. So what it is is that that might work and might be somebody's turn on if they're a sexual, but not so much if they're an energetic. Or it might be because you're as long as you're distancing yourself, then that might tease the energetic. And that means that you're, you're marrying kind of like energetic kink, you know, that's, and then there's also, we never talked about this one, but there's the dark energetic, the dark energetic lines up very much with kink and the dark energetic is, is not bad. It's not the shadow. The dark energetic is, think of it like goth. Okay. Um, very, you know, like, um, interview with vampire, you know, that's dark energetic, you know? Um, but again, you got to be careful because just because it's a lap dance, they, they might not want it. And that person, whoever's given that lap dance, they might not want it either. Want to do it. Good point. Good point. Okay. I stand collected. So. Ariel, do you find that most of uh, when they're working with a couple, do you find that people are generally attracted to somebody with the same erotic blueprint or different? It's interesting. It's like, you know, the old adage, opposites attract. Mm -hmm. There's no cookie cutter. Okay. Certainly no cookie cutter. I'm not going to put people in cookie cutters. Um, but there's a lot of times we want what we can't have or we don't have. So if you like, if you have straight hair, you want kinky hair. If you want to have kinky hair, you want straight hair. You're, uh, you know, you're an energetic, you're probably drawn to the sexual, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And there's, you know, what the important thing is, is that it's really important to understand that what I do is show you where the connections happen. Because Every single blueprint, even though it sounds like, you know, the, the, um, the sensual and the kinky, there's sensation kink. That's what I can, I can find the connections. So you're zero kink, Lisa, is what yeah. you got. 
okay? <laughs> but we found that you like the sensation of scratching. Yes. So then what I would say is maybe taking that spoon and seeing to what degree you like that tap. And then that's your go-to. Oh, I like that. That's nice. That, that's nice. And then you can instruct your partner, okay, when you take your hand, I want you to tap like this. I don't want you to tap like that. I don't need yeah. that. Okay. So there's, there's, you're finding these connections and it's kind of like, it's kind of like Legos, you know, it's like you're, you're taking this Lego and connecting to that Lego and boop, 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 and you're building this really beautiful, like tower of sexuality. And it could be all different kinds of things there. That's what I do is I try to, I show you the different ways, the different possibilities this has, because we limit ourselves thinking that it's just, you know, the, the kinky is just this, it's just collars, it's blindfolds, it's, you know, whips, it's paddles. Yes, I had all these with me. No, you know, it's, and worse off, it's the, this, and this is called the Wartenberg wheel. So it was made by uh, Dr. Wharton. Burke, and what he did is, is that he did, he invented this to help people um, who are, uh, to find out the degree of being paralyzed. I don't know the technical term. So sensation on, on the body, you know, to make sure, uh, can you feel this? Because it's very intense sensation. So can you feel this? Oh yes. Okay. So there are they're no nerve damage over there to find the different differentials of nerve da damage is what he invented it for so and I probably got it wrong so don't send me an email or a Facebook message but this is very intense it's got little spikes on it okay um, this is a very intense tool but again the intensity is how you use it so this could be very lightly done Ooh, that's interesting doesn't hurt just it's not hurting but it's it's there the possibility is there Ooh, the possibility i love that Ooh, taboo Ooh, naughty you know then you can go deeper if you wanted to the harder you press the more intense it becomes but you know that's it doesn't always just have to be that you find your go-to's if you like the fuzzy ears i love the fuzzy ears i mean come on they're just the, and my sensual is just crazy over the ears I love, my sensual just is like nuts over these ears. And if you're interested in these ears, I find them in, on Etsy and they're critter clips. Beautifully done, all handmade. She really does really, I have about six pairs of them. I just got those in. You know, I just have to, I just have to say, Coriel, that when we started this little adventure that we've been, been on for the first, you know, this is our fourth one. And I highly encourage you to go back and review the others. But what I'm finding is that this is a hell of a lot more complex than when we started this thing, I thought it would be. Because it's it's deep on, on so many different levels, physically, emotionally, um, all kinds of different levels. It's just amazing. Yeah. And that's, I, I would say um, deeper is a great word for it because it is very deep work. And that is why the work that I do, I'm working with people for months. I'm not doing one. You can't do this work in one or two sessions. This is why I had to move from 
doing my psychic readings to doing packages because I'm working with you for anywhere between three months to six months and longer if you want. But this is delving deep. This is full-blown, full-monty, transformational stuff going on here, you know? And it's incredible what this work can do. It, when you are feeding, I, I keep saying this, but you, you have to experience just giving yourself pleasure in a way that feels good and owning it and not being afraid of it and just living it and breathing it and being it and, and honoring it. it it's, it's so freeing. It just feels so good. I mean, I have what I call the kink closet. It's my closet and I nailed up nails and I put my kinky stuff up there. So every single time I open up that closet, that's the first thing I see. And it makes me so happy. I'm not saying you need to do it to yourself, but that's me feeding my kink on a daily basis. Because every single time, every single time I go and open up that closet, that's the first thing I see. And my kinky goes, I'm okay. I'm okay. And um, it, it's, it's just, you know, and I have my sensual stuff, you know, for my sensual and I have my, you know, my other stuff like this is my sensual stuff. I love these. I do. Um, and then I have my energetic stuff. I have my, my crystals all over the place and things like that there. This is me feeding myself and not fearing myself and not holding myself back and not putting myself into a little container so I fit into what I think society wants me to be. I be who I be and I love who I be. And animals have shown me that they be who they be. They, they just, they, they, they just have no, they make no apologies for who they are. Why should we? And we're all sexual erotic beings. Even the animals are sexual erotic beings with themselves. You know, it's like they're, 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 they, I mean, if you have ever seen a cat, they're just like, you know, they're cleaning themselves. It's, that's a beautiful, you know, erotic thing that they're doing. It's all about pleasing themselves. You know, I mean, if you've ever seen a dog lick themselves, I mean, tell me that's not that, that tell me that dog ain't having fun. Okay. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Sorry. By the way, we've been talking with Coriel Kramer. She uh, is, uh, is quite an extraordinary uh, uh, individual. She's a, um, and this is a newer art form that is just coming into being really in the last couple of years, which is the erotic, erotic blueprints. And she can help you if you have, if you have an interest in this, Lisa, uh, we're going to wrap. I could talk to her for hours doing this. Yes. Oh, for sure. But uh, uh, do you have anything else you'd like to add or? Yeah. So one quick question I was thinking of this when I was listening to some of your other shows with Kevin. And for those of you who haven't heard, go back and listen to them. They're just so awesome. Um, but uh, so, you know, with people, um, there's so many people now on antidepressants and specifically SSRIs that, um, that kind of impede their sex drive. Um, I don't know if you get a lot of that, but what do you encourage like people to do if they're in that kind of situation? I would stay on them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell somebody to go off the medications. If it's working for you, it's working for you. 
Um, but I'm also saying, I believe that when you're not living your authentic self, no matter what that is, I think, and I know from personal experience, because I used to be a raging alcoholic and a drug abuser, because I was not living my authentic self. I hated myself. And I was just on a daily basis. I would criticize and, 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 and just judge myself. Um, but when you're not living who you be, if you're not being who you be, if you're not loving who you are, I think that's where a lot of depression does come from. I'm not saying it doesn't come from other people's actions towards you, but having those actions define you um, is also where a lot of depression comes from, I believe. Yeah. And I think when you're living who you are and you're enjoying who you are and you're not making apologies and you're just being who you be I think it's that's the way out of it I think that that is what I can show people how to do whether then then after that they're going to be off of depressants I don't know but I know when I work with somebody I work with them very very deeply I go I go deeper than the erotic blueprints I go into intuitive uh awareness teaching them how to be intuitive on a whole new level I go into deepening their relationship to divine. And then I go into also the erotic blueprints and, and other things, but healing work, energetic healing work. It's really deep, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Cause it definitely all ties together, right? That, it does. Yeah. So, and even with couples that, you know, um, you know, you can't just expect to just have intimacy only in the bedroom if, you know, if you're not having it in the rest of your life with each other, you know, and so, so much of that is tied together of just being, being in the moment, being who you're supposed to be and having deep connections with people and your energy and their energy reading off of each other in all aspects. And that will help increase your, your, you know, the, your sexuality with that partner too. Absolutely. And the world. In the world, yes. This is not just for, you know, sex. This is, I, I talk to people. I get a sense for a person's blueprint. I talk to people. And I, I interact with people on their blueprint. So you're an energetic central, Lisa. So what I would do is, you know, you know doing things like, you know, like having a, a fun date with you, not a sexual date, but a fun date with you yeah. would be like going to like a chocolate, uh, a chocolate place. Yeah, that'd you know? be amazing. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Sampling different chocolates. Yes, yeah. Foods and stuff like that there. Right. And then, but I wouldn't approach you like this, you know, mm -hmm. even though the sensual is there, I wouldn't, you know, go, you know, get into your space because you're also energetic. Yeah. So I'm going to interact with you on that kind of level. This is not just about it, it. This is not just about sex. It's about how you interact with the people in your life from work to play to ki your kids. Yeah. When you're honoring your kids, if you find out what your kid's blueprint is, forget the erotic 
part of it when we're talking about kids. If you find out what their blueprint is and you find out your kid is kinky, okay, that doesn't mean that it's sexual. It just means that maybe he responds to things that are a little bit off the beaten path or she responds to things off the beaten path. Well, or if you find out they're energetic, you know not to approach them like this and, you know, go up behind them and, you know, tickle them. You know, that's not an energetic kid. You're yeah. able to speak. I teach you words. I teach you phrases. I teach you touches. I teach you, um, I teach you sensations. I teach you all different kinds of things so that you can interact with this world on a much deeper level. It's awesome. Love it. Thanks. That is, that's, that's amazing. By the way, this has been, I think, one of the best episodes I've ever done. Yay! With, with you. It, it, not just with you, but, but I, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. We've gone way over time, but I think that we can help people and, and uh, you're helping people. But I do have a request for both of you that we have talked about way back. And, and Lisa, uh, I want, would love for you to come back because I, and, and, and well, you're coming back anyway, but I'd love for you, the two of you to work with me and talk about porn and teenagers and how parents can help deal with that situation because it's so prevalent today. It is, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a major issue and how, how to address it and you being a mom of four, how yeah. to, they're all teenagers. Yeah. You, you, got, you got more teenage juice going around <laughs> in your house than most people. A lot of emotions, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I would definitely come back and, and chat with you about that. I would and too, I'd love that. That would that would be really Love cool because it. it it's 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 you know even even the Orpheus talked about that and it was it was right in, it was it was really illuminating what he had to say about that so you know it was really good so Coriel CorielKramer dot com how anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, don't allow shame. Don't allow that to be the force in your life. Allow love to be the force in your life. Love of self, love of this world, love of the people in your life. Love is the answer. As my favorite band used to say, all you need is love. Thank you so much. I hope everybody has a wonderful day and you take care of yourself. Remember, next time, next week, we are going to talk about shapeshifters and Coriel are one of those. So we're going to talk about that with her. And uh, Lisa, thank you for coming along. It's oh, thank you. That's awesome. I, Coriel, so lovely to meet you on the show here. And you're just a lovely person inside and out. And so thanks for sharing your spirit with, with us and, and all of our listeners too. Thank you, Lisa. It's wonderful to get to know you. You're a beautiful person. Thank you. Yes, she is. Well, I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And tell your friends and and uh, and remember to like us because then then it'll make me feel good. So so we'll <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on my Independence Report. <laughs>